Hi, and welcome to The Sustainable Century, where we explore with experts, with leaders, activists, communities of interest, mothers, fathers, and kids, how to buy, how to work, and how to invest for happier lives and a healthier planet. I'm your host, Mark D'Souza Shields. Today on the Sustainable Century podcast, we're hosting an expert panel. They're writing in and recording their thoughts on Unilever versus Facebook. Unilever said yesterday that it could pull advertising from digital platforms like Facebook because they've become swamps, swamps of fake news, racism, sexism, and extremism. This is on the heels of a recent proclamation by Larry Fink, BlackRock CEO, who warned corporate America that to get BlackRock's interests to get their investment capital, they may need to bring some social value to the table and not just the pursuit of profits. Well, those are two big announcements. What are the experts thinking? And will there be any lasting and meaningful impact on the way companies do business? Let's start with Joel Solomon, chairman and founder of Renewal Funds out of Vancouver, who writes, sadly, early adopter large companies with an actual forward vision of good corporate citizenship remain the small minority. All of us with savings and investments, pensions and home ownership. Well, we're clear about what we want. We want good corporate citizenship. We are a more benign, nonetheless, major part of the issue. It will take serious political and regulatory intervention to shift the assumption that those with more assume a right to multiply that with minimal regard for how our assets may be doing deadly damage to other people and places. It will take more than a few corporate critiques to shift the trajectory and damage happening to people and places. And every single step along the pathway to more conscious use of business and finance for the long-term greater good matters. Matters a lot. We need, he says, a clean money revolution. Oliver Botch, sustainability writer who's written for the Daily Telegraph, The Guardian, The Times, all on sustainability and business issues. He tells us it's interesting to hear about the Unilever position. The big social media companies are no different from any other rational business. The government, in the UK at least, has been dragging in the execs of Facebook, etc., to wag their fingers and to tell them to do a better job. But it takes the market to tell them in terms that they actually understand this is what Unilever appears to have done. It's a brave move. Reminds me of when Pullman, that's the CEO of Unilever, told investors to steer clear of Unilever stock if they were just going to sell it in the coming minutes, days, weeks. That's a bold position. It also fits with Unilever's ongoing work on advertising. It's been trying to lead the way on progressive Positive advertising, not appealing to lacy stereotypes around gender, race, sexuality, etc. It's a proper volt fuss. Think of all those macho deodorant ads. I'm not sure if the market has swung behind it yet, though. And likewise, I don't expect Facebook to change its way from one day to the next. 
but it's a marker in the sand and a big one. I seem to recall uh, Unilever spends something like 7 billion euros on advertising every year, and that's no small chunk of change. Heather White, who was the founder of Verite, the labor and human rights group focusing on global supply chains, and co-director and producer of Complicit, a documentary which follows the journey of Chinese Foxcom factory migrant worker turned activist Yi Yeting, who takes his fight against global smartphone ministries uh, from his hospital bed to the international stage while struggling to survive his own work-induced leukemia. I wanted to put a plug in there. You should see this movie. It's really fantastic. Heather wrote, on Unilever, I applaud their message to Facebook. However, the company needs to get its own house in order regarding allocations of racism, particularly with the recent Dove ad, which they had to pull after a media firestorm of criticism. They've taken a lot of heat from activists in India, asking them to stop their aggressive marketing campaign for their skin whitening products, which are devastating to young women's self-esteem and can lead to irreversible skin damage. Oh, by the way, uh, Complicit is not available online yet, but you can look for it on their page at Indiegogo. Tim Mohan, CEO of the Global Reporting Initiative, GRI, which is a very important initiative on sustainability reporting for companies large and small. Uh, he added his two cents. He said, while I don't want to comment on a particular company, this movement seems like an extension of the drive towards corporate transparency that the GRI, the Global Reporting Initiative, has advocated for over two decades now. Also, leading companies are demanding a new level of transparency from their business partners. I predict, I predict we'll see more of this. The other interesting trend here is that this call for transparency and ethical behavior is reaching into the C-suites and boardrooms of the very largest companies in the world. From the GRI's perspective, this is the right direction and really highlights the power of transparency to transform business practices. That's uh, from Tim Mohan, uh, CEO of GRI. Watch for their roundtable to uh, the investor's perspective on future of environmental and social and governance reporting, uh, which will be an online seminar uh, hosted by uh, GRI, Yale Series, and uh, WBCSD. And you can catch Tim speaking on the panel. Andrea Learned is a climate action communication strategist and recognized Twitter influencer. You gotta love that title. And, and she writes... Unilever continues to get the most recognition for their sustainability and human rights stances because they are a global brand that touches pretty much everyone's daily life in some way. And because they are using their platforms and that of Paul Pullman, that's their CEO again, very, very well. They have built a loud voice so they can deploy it to great effect. Like many, I keep hoping their model will more broadly inspire other corporations of varying sizes to risk standing up for the environment and social good and to be transparent about their processes. It's been a win for Unilever for certain. John Friedman, a sustainability and communications professional, sent us this message. 
from a brand perspective, it's brilliant for Unilever. But the question is, what's the goal? Is the goal trying to make themselves look good or is it trying to change the world? Because whether Facebook chooses to replace their revenue or listen to them and change their policies in order to retain them as an advertiser, that's the real difference between whether they're seeking to do brand value or shared value. Fred Bentler, a noted Twitter influencer on climate change and all things sustainable, well, he wrote, I would make the advertising contingent on the actions the social platforms take, such as changing the feed algorithms to address concerns outlined by Unilever. He cited Zenep Tufeke, a techno-sociologist who tends to ask big questions about our society and our lives as both algorithms and digital connectivity spread. Check her out on uh, TED Talks. Her name is Zednep Tufeki. T-U-F-E-K-C-I. Fantastic talk. She talks about artificial intelligence where she says, we're building an artificial intelligent power dystopia. That's a mouthful. And we're doing it one click at a time. Back to Fred. On brand, he wrote, I suspect the announcement by Unilever will generate lots of attention, which will differentiate Unilever's brand from others. Those who support them will tend to buy their products as a vote with their pocketbooks. David Chandler is a assistant professor of management at the University of Colorado Denver Business School. And he is the author of Strategic Corporate Social Responsibility, Sustainable Value Creation. He writes to us, he says, it's difficult to write a couple lines in response to this question. These are two very different issues and announcements by two different kinds of organizations. I think both should be taken with a grain of salt, however, but for different reasons. Unilever, the announcement is too black and white, especially for them. Better to work with Facebook to produce change. BlackRock, I'm worried that the announcement will only drive an increase in superficial measurements of corporate, sustainable, and responsible performance, CSR, to satisfy fund managers who chase perceived best opportunities anyways. Pullman, CEO of Unilever, clearly gets CSR, but this announcement smacks of opportunism. In contrast, Fink does not get CSR, and sounds like Porter's shared values regurgitated, unhappy, smiley face. He continues, the danger here is that firms make snap judgments based on issues of the day without thinking through what it actually means to be socially responsible. Firms create value by responding to the needs and expectations of their broad range of stakeholders. This is true today and has always been so over time. Stakeholder expectations change, but the mechanisms by which the value is created remains the same. The challenge for firms today in a dynamic world is to assess what their stakeholders expect, ideally just before they actually know it themselves. This is difficult, but knee-jerk reactions based on an incomplete understanding how, of how value is created leads to superficial changes that delay our progress towards a more sustainable economy. I want to uh, thank all our contributors to this, our first current event podcast. I enjoyed it a lot, and I hope you did too.
I wanted to say a final note that I reached out to colleagues and friends via Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And it was then that I realized my network is more men than women. This is going to take some work to change, but making this realization is the uh, first step, I believe. I mentioned this to Heather White, and she noted that she'd been listening to an NPR radio show yesterday uh, with two men uh, discussing how women are interviewed only 30% on the radio as experts. A fact discovered by a woman journalist, yet her male colleagues did the piece about it. And he brought in another guy to discuss it. She said, well, isn't that just a bit surreal? It's hard not to agree with you, Heather. And I know for my part, uh, on the next panel, I will work harder to get more women experts to weigh in on these important discussions and themes. Meanwhile, if you like what you heard or you want to make a comment, you can get in touch with us or me at CSRCounts, that's all one word on Twitter, or at thesustainablecentury.net, thesustainablecentury.net. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark D'Souza Shields, host of The Sustainable Century. Thanks for listening. I hope you liked it. If you did, I encourage you to check out The Sustainable Century blog at thesustainablecentury.net. Remember to click like in all the right places. Better yet, pass the blog or pass the pod along. And remember, it's up to you. It's up to us to make this a happier and healthier world.